Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where every week we talk all things movies and TV. I'm your host, James, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Jack, Calvin, and Reese. This week is the one we've all been waiting for, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut, if you will. So, uh, how are we all doing, guys? Do we all feel enlightened now that this film has finally dropped? Uh, I would say I feel no different to it if it hadn't <laughs> dropped. It's not changed but... your life. No, I think the viewing experience is different enough to where it feels like you're watching a different film. Uh, essentially, it has the same plot, but everything is more is tighter, more contextualised, which I do think it does well. But the question is, uh, enjoy it. I've been thinking about it, or, or or did I just merely like tolerate it? <laughs> Actually, I'll find a. I think I'll go for a middle ground between those two things. I think I would just say I respected it as a film because of how he got it how he got it out there uh and obviously it is a step up from the original but i think that's obvious because the, orig- the original was such a mess and i just <laughs> it was really, i hated yeah. the original just the bad also, of this yeah. yeah yeah and i also think would this be the film he would have originally released if the studio hadn't got involved in the first place because i, I do think so. he has the power of like hindsight which most filmmakers aren't afforded so definitely points off there because i know there was rumors going around that saying he hadn't seen the original but his wife had and she was the executive producer on this one so you know i'd be surprised if she yeah 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 don't put the don't put the don't put the fish line in (laughs) yeah (laughs) jack um no, I really, I really enjoyed it. To be honest, I kind of went into it thinking I got, I kind of got caught up in the hype. Maybe like a, a few days before it started, right? Before it was released, sorry. And then I was like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna blow my fucking bonds off. This is gonna be <laughs> mental. This is gonna be sick. And I did really enjoy it, but it didn't blow my mind like I wanted it to. Okay. Um, I think <laughs> from what. From conversations we've all had together before this, <clears throat> I think I'm a, I'm probably a step under what you think, James, because yeah. <laughs> this film can do no wrong. I'm a step above Calvin, and uh, I'm two steps above Reese, who I think, judging yeah, from what he's, let's what he's get said, to holds it in great, holds it in let's great get disdain. to Reese because um, I'd like to just put Reese's opinions in context that he hasn't seen the other two movies in no, this trilogy. Go for it, Reese. <laughs> But uh, I found a quote. I like this quote because it paraphrases another superhero film. And it says, some people are born mediocre, some people achieve mediocrity, and some people have mediocrity thrust upon them. And that's exactly how I feel about this film. It is (laughs) mediocre, and I hate that more than hating a film. I think if you love a film or you hate a film, at least it's made you feel something. This when you've you watched the film and it's mediocre and it's dead in the middle, you're like, well, that's worse. Yeah, that's I, so true. Especially a film that is so long. <laughs> if it was like a normal running time, I'd be like, all right, whatever. Because I had to dedicate four hours of my life to it. I was just like, I want to like personally write to Zack Snyder and be like, is there any way? Can I get a refund for this film I watched for free? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know you I refund me an afternoon? Yeah, I know I haven't seen the other ones, but I feel like even if I had, I still wouldn't have enjoyed it that much. Right, so we've got 
Jack Jack really really liked it. Calvin respected it more than enjoyed it. Reese tolerated it um, barely, it seems. And um, <laughs> so I'm leagues above everyone else. I thought this was an absolute masterpiece. <laughs> I oh, I've never loved a film in this genre more. I thought it absolutely yeah. blew me away. I could have sat there for two more hours. I've I've seen it I've seen it three and a half times since Thursday. <laughs> I just it oh it it shook me to my core how much I enjoyed this movie. I do have some little little problems w- uh, with it that we'll get to later. But I think just we can all agree, well Reese hasn't seen the original Justice League, but I think we can all agree that the difference is is night and day, really. Yeah, it is. It is a lot different. Like, kind of, I never hated the first one, like, to the degree that other people did. I didn't, like, I didn't think it was great, but it was, I thought it was watchable. And now, after watching this version, I've I've now downgraded my rating of it. It is absolute trash. Yeah, I I hated that movie as as soon as I saw it. I was like, there's something wrong here. And then, yeah. obviously, the more that we found out about the production and what really went on, it's no surprise, really, um, that he just this movie got butchered. And yeah. when I was watching this, I was like, you could have you could have condensed this down to two hours easily, which is what they wanted, which is why they brought Whedon in. So I don't know why there were there was all the extra scenes. Because this movie isn't the darkest thing I've ever seen. It's a lot lighter than Batman v Superman was. And that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to punch it up with some jokes. But I was like, it's it's kind of funny already. Like you've got you've got Flash and his interactions with the team, which are really good. You they completely cut out cut out his opening scene, which I thought was probably yeah. the best scene in the movie. I well, don't know they... how I, f- I don't know how I felt about that scene. Like I love the Flash in this film. I think he's the best part of it. But that intro scene. With that girl, it just felt weird to me because like you never see that girl again. Oh, yeah, she, they set up for the Flash movie. She's set for the movie, like Iris. And like, yeah. I think the song they chose as well. The song was like it was too. The, the music choice in this film was really odd. It was really I, odd. I love yeah. that. Scene. Like it's it in was, my it's in my top five scenes. I don't know. Like I liked the whole bit of him, you know, coming back with like the hot dog and that. You know, that yeah. was fun. But like <laughs> everything in, I was watching, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But then he redeemed himself in all his other bits in the film. It's yeah, just... Think, it's, oh, go on. I think Pet Peeves is his over-reliance in slow motion. Like, I understand for the Flash, because he's got to slow down time to sort of be able to move faster. Yeah. But some of the other scenes, like it, like Aquaman walking really slowly, drinking whiskey to Nick Cave... <laughs> Which was it? It felt longer than the one that was in the Joss Whedon cut. It was it was definitely like lingered on for longer, and I was just like, what? Yeah, what is did. this? This is just. I think the whole film is just reflective of Zack Snyder, like directional style. He um, is sort of all flashy, and it's all oh look at this, uh, how, how cool is that? And sometimes, sometimes these can work in certain scenes, like especially with the scene where the flash catches all the rocks above the people like that is hyper stylized, but that looked great. Yeah. But then I, th- I do think it becomes a shortcoming to his overall style because I think he's too reliant on these techniques to try and have 
a certain style in filmmaking. He wants to. He seems like he wants to put a stamp on film to be like, this is a Zack Snyder film. But I just think his techniques are hollow and shallow. It is very self-indulgent, and that would have bothered me had there not been so much, like, if it was just style and there was no, no character building, no slow scenes. I I thought there was just a perfect mix of both. I do wonder how much time it would cut off, though, had yeah. all the slow-mo been taken tell you out. What, he, tell you what, he could have cut off that fucking song 15 minutes in. I hate in films that. when people randomly break out in song for no reason. Unless it's a musical, it doesn't work. Unless, like, oh, they were singing, and it was like, why, why are they singing? What are they singing about? Maybe if there was some sort of <laughs> translation, so I knew what they were singing about. Maybe there was like some song about Aquaman. But to me, it was a bunch of people <laughs> who just gathered on a beach and then started singing. Anything. And then just weirdly attached to this jumper he was wearing. You so hate him. Up and, like hugging it and smelling it. Like, get a life. You'd hate uh, Magnolia then, Reese. Don't watch Magnolia. Well, I probably would. If it happens, if it happens <laughs> all the time, maybe. But it happened once. Would you not sniff Jason Momoa's? Jumper if he left it on the ground next to you? I don't know. Probably smell like... I love the it being a song about Aquaman. Like, it's like... I this enjoy is Aquaman. Aquaman. Like, it's, it's like some sort of folk song, isn't it? Like, it's got to be... Pro- that's probably what it is, but, like... Yeah, yeah I thought it gave I Aquaman this like, sort of, like, mythological, godlike presence. I just thought, like, music in this film... I thought the score was great... Oh, but then, like, yeah, like in the Iris in the Iris West scene, why would you put a song over that scene when you could have just had like hit the great score? I thought the song, yeah, I, I, I didn't see a problem with it at all. I thought it added to it. If anything, one of the worst songs in the film, and I've noted this down, is in the credits. That version of Hallelujah in the credits made me want to pull my eyes out. <laughs> Keep the original. It starts off really well. The, the instrumental starts off really well. It's really nice. And as soon as that person starts singing, it's all over the place. I like, didn't mind it. I thought, I, I thought it was fine. I hated it. Because at the time, I was still waiting because none of you would message me to tell me if there was a credit scene. So I watched the, all of the credits. <laughs> this terrible version of Hallelujah. I think there should have been, there should have been a couple of credit scenes because... Instead of just putting them in the credits, they were just piled on the end of the movie. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was... I, I, I really didn't like that. I didn't like that he's sort of, like, baiting us with that extra nightmare scene. Like, mm. I quite like the idea of that, because no other superhero franchise is doing that right now. Like, a yeah. real post-apocalyptic world. But I just felt it was a bit baity that it's not coming and if it was like oh everyone's saying oh it was Zack Snyder's fuck you to the studio because everyone's saying like restore the Snyderverse so I want to watch a film because you want to make that film I don't want to watch a film with little snide remarks to <laughs> the studio that fucked you over like do you know I think yeah, so... was the best part of the film though for me like, really that, that was a bit I was most interested in I was like give me a film of this yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought the old like nightmare bit was so sick. Like that made me like I, I I'm thought not sure if we're gonna get sequels or what, but I was just like, yeah. this is fucking sick. Like, and this never is thought it, showed, made... it was very it was cool and it, it was fun and we finally got to see this Batman and that Joker together. Yeah. Um but, yeah. but I thought where it was placed, it was just odd. 
I, yeah, because yeah, well, we, we saw the, the trailer. It's a lot better. But if, yeah, if, yeah, if, if all it is is cool, Joker, I was waiting for it the whole on. time. Yeah. And um, what came after was even more tacked on with um, Martian Manhunter. Ah, uh, don't. <laughs> everyone, everyone is so buzzing. Like, oh my God, we got to see Martian Manhunter on like, the he, yeah, in live action. He, he, just, he literally, <laughs> there's no way. He doesn't fit into the film. No. I know he's trying to like give a larger world building mm. sense where he could come in into later films, but it needs to be built into the pl- plot properly. It can't be just a cameo. And if it needs to be done well and he he literally it was like a really tentative moment with uh martha and lois lane and then yeah. you just ruin it by like oh i'm Marshall manhunter we've never seen me before and then and then i wondered the whole film like is he gonna come in in the last battle where is he and then they just put on a, a scene at the end that seemed mm. like it was filmed afterwards because he didn't know what he was doing because it was uh, yeah. me and jack noticed that ben affleck had a lot a lot of Lost a lot of his muscle mass. Yeah. Um, so that like that was shot in lockdown, and that originally was meant to be Green Lantern. Um, John Stewart. Yeah, because wasn't some of the epilogue filmed afterwards? Because wasn't Ezra Miller on the set uh, set of it, Fantastic Beasts? At the time? It was just the what was shot afterwards was the hallway scene where Martha turns into Martian Manhunter. That was shot after the nightmare scene at the end and the Martian Manhunter like. Tease right before the credits, those were all shot mm. afterwards, and um, yeah, that's why Ben Affleck's dialogue in that final scene just seems sort of like throwaway, not very specific to the actual person he's talking to because it wasn't meant to be originally someone else and not the dialogue for the rest of the film, yeah, <laughs> which I found. The whole time, I just found it. It was an improvement on the other one because a lot of the cheesy lines were gone, but they replaced them with not worse lines, but not not better lines. Oh, in I, any I, way. I thought the dialogue uh, well, was great. I just found it was incredibly was... wooden, and there's just so much clunkiness in what they're saying. I th- the only there was a super I weird line. Was in... there was there was a super weird line that that I brought up. We, like it like took me out of the film instantly because I remember turning to Calvin and thinking that was a weird thing to say. <laughs> Was when, was when um, I think they've just dug up Superman's body or something, mm. and then uh, Diana goes, "Oh, it's time to get." She says something like, "It's time to get dressed," and then Cyborg just goes, "I'm always, I'm always." Oh, that was like, yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> I just didn't of, get it. The one bit of dialogue that really like didn't sit well for me was um. Sort of the the dark side history lesson. Oh, God. it it, it sounded. I I thought the scene was great. It looked fantastic, oh. but um, Gal Gadot Zack Snyder said, has a problem with uh, doing action scenes where he sort of knows they're not interesting enough. So there's dialogue over them. If you go back to his one of his other films, Three Hundred, there are so many scenes in that film where you've got. Um, Faramir from Lord of the Rings just narrating over people getting their heads <laughs> chopped off, and it's just because the fight scenes aren't interesting. That and neither is that neither is that Dark Side flash uh, flashback. Yeah, it's very cool, but it doesn't really fit into the film. It's just serving exposition purposes when you could have done it built in to the you like could have seemed... built it into the narrative. I don't know. I, li- I liked it. It gave the story a bigger scope, uh, a lot of history to, have, to this story. Like the Green Lantern in that bit. 
and then they kind of never reference it again. Like, I know it was supposed to be the Green Lantern at the end. Yeah. Like, having it just randomly at that bit. I like they, that. I thought it was just world building. Again, I think it's, I thought it was a bit weird for me. Yeah, only it's, one turned up as well. Yeah. It's human. <laughs> well, where's the rest of you? Well, he were a bloody bloody core, not just one man. Ares took him out with one swing. Oh yeah, God. When everyone was on on Twitter, everyone was like, you know, really buzzing for Justice League, and they were all saying, "Oh, Thanos, wait till you see Darkseid. It's on the screen. You guess he gets a." Rated. I love these guys are just a giant <laughs> pussy. An axe to the an axe to the collarbone and he's yeah. done. <laughs> David Threlius has battered him. Yeah. Yeah. Surprised yeah. he didn't have him like grabbing his neck, just being like, Get me off. Get me off shit. <laughs> it's like fuck me. <laughs> obviously a big difference to the original film is obviously the tons of alleged character development for the first two hours of, of the film. And I won't deny that there is character development there, especially with Cyborg, a little bit more The Flash. But it just seems blunt to me. But I just think, again, Zack Snyder's style, his idea of getting things, information passed on to his audience, is just shoving it down your throat. He's, it's like, I don't know, I describe him as a sledgehammer, the way he handles things. He just, yeah, just has the that. most, he's not the the most subtle filmmaker no, around. No, there's, no, there's absolutely no to be found in this film it's, 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 it's base level things are cool, we're going to give you some character development so you understand the characters a bit but other than that, you're not having any more oh I thought we got a lot like a lot a lot I it... would have gladly have had every cyborg scene in our film taken out that's what the original was because watching, <laughs> watching Ray Fisher act makes me want to cry I thought he's Maybe brilliant you'd... He's maybe enjoy the original race. Yeah, because maybe. like, like I said the other day, it's like he watched in bits of it. It seemed like he watched Nebula in Marvel and went, "Oh, I like that. That's how you play a cyborg." And then he did that really badly. I thought it was great. I thought it was one of like, the best. He just yeah, like everything he said. Really his line, he was just so like stiff in his acting. Like I know he's supposed to be like you know all angry and broody and that, but like he's a machine. He's just like every line was like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and then suddenly, after the film, he gets a personality and then it goes away again. It's and growing. It's, like, it's just, no, but then it goes away. No, it doesn't. It does. <laughs> he, he'll do some like sarcastic lines and he delivered that, you know, I'm always dressed line. Like they had a gun to his head. I would, um, everything else was great. I would, I would argue that the character development in a lot of these DCEU Zack Snyder films is very, they jump from here to here without seeing the character development. So Batman in Batman for Superman wants to kill Superman for some apparent reason, because he's racist. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then in this film, he's gone the opposite way. But we don't see any of that character development. That character development is off screen and we're supposed to just take it. For me, personally, it is character development. For, but for me, personally, I want to see character development on the screen. I don't want to be told that in between the time of these games that doesn't exist, he is changed. I want to see the character go from A to B to C to all the way to Z. I don't know. I thought Batman really worked for me because I, I watched DVS the night before. 
And um, by the end of that film, obviously his the experience has changed him, and he does see where he went wrong, and what he was turning into. And I thought that was a, na- a, a nice progression into Justice League, was trying to bring these people together instead yeah. of driving and them Affleck, apart. Another thing I noticed, only a small thing that kind of annoyed me, is he was very inconsistent with the Batman voice. I did notice very that. Very <laughs> inconsistent with his like, Batman voice. Like one minute he was like, oh, "We need to work together." The next minute he's just like. Oh, let's go! Like, it's like you're all, you're either always angry or you're either always kind of like in a good mood. Like pick it. Yeah. Another voice changes on the Fritz. Another big character representation I have a problem with is I like Henry Cavill. I think he's a good Superman. He looks great as Superman, mm. but I just think the way he's written in this what you call it loose trilogy of Man of the Superman and Justice League. Yeah. It just it doesn't make sense to me that in the second one he would want to actively kill Batman and act the way he does. And obviously they're hinting at in this, after this film, that he would go onto the side of Darkseid because of the death of Lois Lane or something. Yeah. But Superman for me has never been that character. He has been like, he's the quintessential, he's, you know, he's an alien who comes from a different planet and then he grows up on the planet and then he becomes the best of us, best of humanity. And he grew up on like a nice farm. He didn't have a horrible upbringing. And then he played the hero all of his life. And in Man of Steel, he hesitates to want to kill Zod, even though he's his enemy and he wants to destroy the planet. So I just yeah. don't understand how he goes from there. It just never. It will never work for me. It ne- I don't think Superman should go evil. And he's only got. He only, they only make him evil because he, he's more of a plot point. Then because he's the strongest, they think he's more interesting when he's evil. Because then you put oh, yeah. the weaker heroes up against him. And for me, that just doesn't work. I feel like someone. I don't know how much. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know how much they understand Superman because I think some the best way someone has handled Superman is Smallville, where I they don't. Where, yeah, where they don't dwell on him being the most powerful and they focus more on his shortcomings as a human. Right. Like, well, he's not a human, but, you know, he's yeah, human like I'm emotions. Not, I'm not a big fan of Superman, but I used to watch Smallville. And I think Smallville was, like, the only time I've enjoyed watching Superman. Yeah, because they just feel like they understood the character and I don't yeah. really see it in, this, in these films. They're obviously big blockbusters, so there's going to be less characterization for him anyway. But, yeah, Another they thing, just... Like, Sorry for having you finish. Yeah, I, I was just going to say they just use him as a plot point because he's powerful. They're like, oh, what if this guy turned bad and all the heroes had to fight him? I think that's just what they use him for. Yeah, and like speaking of things like kind of, like you said, the, the things that kind of come out of like nowhere and seem kind of silly to the plot. Like this whole kind of romance angle they were trying to take with Batman and Wonder Woman at the start. Oh, I, I never t- saw that in this. When they touch the mouse at the same time, they're like, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry." It's like you're grown, you're fucking grown ups. <laughs> it's not awkward. Five thousand like, years you, old. You have, to, you have to fight people on a daily basis. You've seen people die. Like you're not going to be like, "Oh, we touched the mouse at the same time." Oh. Like yeah, the the world is at threat. You're not going to be thinking about that. No, I I didn't think that was a problem in this one. That was definitely they tried to really buff that up in the theatrical cut. Yeah, it, it yeah. did feel wonky there it didn't it didn't work but i thought in this one it was fine it was also i'm a fan of when diana disintegrated that man absolutely turned him to paste just uh, <laughs> but then i hated when she turns around and that little girl is like can i be like you it just felt so forced 
<laughs> no, I, I can't. No, more yeah, so, the answer is I, I just, Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you can't be like me. And also, she just watched him disintegrate a man. Yes, he was a terrorist. But yeah, still, fuck him. She would be emotionally scarred. A gun has just been fired at her. She would not be like, I want to be like, I want people to shoot at me. This girl yeah. is mental. I don't know. That would, be, that would be my reaction. The, the terrorist said... Witness that. What is it? Three city blocks that we're going to blow up with that bottom, yeah? Something like that, yeah. She only threw that briefcase. About ten feet in the like air. Ten feet above that building. That building would be blown to bits. <laughs> if that bomb could take out three city blocks, there would still be some damage to those buildings. Oh, yeah. Also, I don't know why they tried to, like, characterise the terrorists played by Bruce Bolton actor. Mm. Uh, like, why? Uh, he's in it he just serves to introduce Diana to the story, and you they know to have a bigger yeah. story than yeah. And then, yeah. why is he? Why does he turn up? Why do I need to know that he's like down with the new world and back to the dark ages? What What's that mean to me? Does it, <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean like, was that going to be a thing later yeah, on? Why is it? I don't why is it in the ever. film? I thought this. I thought this one would cut that bit out because I had a, when I watched the original, it was in there, and I was like, "What? This, is, this makes no sense. Is this gonna? Is this gonna go somewhere now?" <laughs> I uh, yeah, I thought the perhaps gave them a bit too much story for what ended up of them but I, it didn't really bother me it just uh, I don't know, gave them, a, gave them a motive but I guess, yeah, it wasn't really important could have taken that out terrorists, make them yeah. faceless terrorists, so you need yeah. <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of villain motivations uh, oh. uh, I thought he was obviously much better and they gave him a clear motivation but i still found him pretty one note and i found his motivation rather boring he was essentially still trying to destroy planets but so he can get back it's more personal with his, yeah it's more personal favor. though they, they gave yeah, him, that's, that's, him purpose that's, that's a that's a motivation i thought it was I, I really like that because like you get just nothing the, of that in the original yeah but i just think do something interesting and obviously he looked a million times better CGI-wise. But I think they mostly sponged the budget on Steppenwolf because there, some of the other CGI moments really pulled me out of the story, especially... The, some of them look like game cinematics, uh, especially the chase scene with Steppenwolf and Amazons. That bit really kept pulling me out because I was focusing so much on how bad the CGI is when they're sort of riding away. And it's just, they're just in, a, in a, like a big grassland field. Why yeah. can't you just... There's surely a, a suitable location in the world where you can film <laughs> something like that. Why do I need CGI grass and a CGI sky? Why can't you just go outside for a day and not use green screen? It's, I, I saw they were using green screen on the bit where Superman comes back. And I just assumed that I was in... Uh, New York filmed in New York City or somewhere. So just no, go no, to the city. Soundstage. <laughs> Why, does, Zach, does Zach Snyder just not like going outside? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, also about the CGI is important if it's lackluster in places with these films because they're trying to give us this grand overall epic story. And to believe in that world, we need to feel like the characters are tied to the world. And when you've got a human character with a really bad CGI backdrop, it just that's not how our eyes work and it just pulls me straight out of the story to where I'm just thinking about how that character is stood in front of a green screen mm. in their costume I just think it's really important the like the way cinema is going to have immersive 
CGI, no matter if it is background or if it is on a character. The thing about CGI is, we talk about this, I talk about this quite a lot with people, is because it's progressing so quickly, it's all, in a couple of years' time, it's always going to look bad. You know what no, I mean? Like, if, you look, if, if you look back at like films, from, but I always think, like, like you said, like shooting on location and like practical effects always work better. Because if you look at, like, say, the dinosaurs from like, Jurassic Park, if you look at the original ones, they look a lot better than some of the CGI things now. Yeah. So I think, yeah, shooting like on location and using real things as much as you can works a lot better. I thought the CGI was great. I mean, there were a couple of spots where it did look a bit dodgy, but I was like, oh, it's probably because they did that in lockdown. But it, was, it wasn't enough to ever take me out of it. I was, I was very much immersed from about 10 seconds in right to the end. I think Steppenwolf, yeah, he looked great. But yeah, His design was, quite, was He was quite boring as, well. as like, as a villain. Yeah. Like, I, and it really annoyed me when I found out that, because I don't know much about DC, I looked into him afterwards, that Darkseid's his nephew. Yeah. I was I, like, mate, you're his uncle. Smack up out of it. Yeah, I think they, were, they just took that out. <laughs> like, there was one bit, though, where I was on Steppenwolf's side. <laughs> that was in the underwater scene where he was fighting Amber Heard. I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Kill her. her. Yeah, her power when she tried to like drown him and like pulled blood out of his face as well. Oh. Yeah, but he's breathing. He's breathing underwater anyway. How the hell is she going to drown him? He's literally swimming about, breathing. Is he just holding his breath for a really long time? Is that, is that an ability? Not how these aliens work? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Uh, his, yeah, his design on his armor was great. Um, when he got shot with all the arrows and just snaps them off, like sometimes he did look like you know you'd you'd ask a twelve year old to draw a bad guy, and he's just yeah. covered in spikes. But well, like new, I thought there was a new design. To it. The new design looked like um, he looked like the Sentinels in Days of Future Past. Kind of yeah, where it like ripples. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, in the in the original, they, he tried to make him look like he's still alien, but he looks really human, and it's gross. And he's like he's, he's he just um, horns like a, are just armor and stuff, and they're not actually like just, it's not built in. He just looked like a cross between a human and a hammerhead shark. Yeah, I thought was, it was it was cute. It was horrible. This time is why you could actually tell it was Kieran Hins. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was great, and uh, his interactions with Desaad and Darkseid. Um, and that big metal that you push boxes into for some reason, and then you get like a, a, a intergalactic uh, zoom. Yeah, I, I just I just put that down to what the mother boxes can do because they just change, you know, just change matter. So I was like, oh, that's that's them yeah. doing it. Yeah, they're just MacGuffins yeah. that could that have abilities. Again, in the <laughs> in, in the original, you get nothing about the mother boxes really, what they can do and what they're capable of. They're just because- he calls them mother for some reason. Yeah. Mother. Yeah. Oh, stop. They didn't. <laughs> I feel like they mother. didn't even really like. I feel like they didn't even like introduce Desaad. Like he literally just pops the mother boxes in that rock, and then Desaad is just like, "You know what I mean?" It's like, yeah. Where's that other guy? There. Well, yeah, I at thought the they, end. They, so at the end when what, the portal the opens side. up. Yeah, because oh, I was a woman. I was a woman. Yeah, granny goodness. 
which I don't know. I don't know a lot about, but um, she, yeah, she she's one of, the, uh, one of the new gods. But yeah, she just apples. looks. She just looks like a really tall Annette Benning. <laughs> and I was I was trying to look at that. Is that anyone or is that just CG? And then I, I think it's just CG. Good. Maybe it's just maybe Annette Benning got stacked. <laughs> <laughs> It'll pay off in this movie. That'll never come yeah. up. Yeah, with the characters in this film, though, I think no matter how many re-edits or how many times they try and remake this sort of film, I don't think any. I don't like. I don't think any amount of re-edits can solve my issues with the film, like big issues, which a lot of the time are to do with the characters, and they've they've literally got no nuance. Uh, Some of them, I find it hard to find like an ounce of humanity in them apart from like little bits of humor and so on and i just think maybe it's because they're essentially so larger than life and zack snyder really struggles to ground them because of the 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 abilities and powers that they have like they superman is literally essentially called a god which i know Mm. they're trying to like he's trying he's probably trying to lean on the whole story of you know the god falling which Mm. i get it's like very philosophical but I don't know. It just doesn't. It never works for me. And even the Flash, I am counting him as having godlike powers. Them, if you can turn yeah. back time, or if you can stop time, or you can move faster than the speed of light, then he is not a human man for me. He is yeah. a god. I think. Well, yeah. Snyder's always been obsessed with like turning these, seeing these superheroes as um, like Olympians, as godlike. Um, creatures that he's trying to bring down to our level and i'm for me because i'm i'm all in on this for me that works um all of them except for batman <laughs> oh yeah batman but even just, batman gets things to do in this movie yeah so, i really liked i really liked how like batman even though he's part of a team in this one it still very much felt like he was on his own as well like when he when they all go fight superman in that really bizarre scene yeah what's he gonna do know, and he's like yeah, he's he, he's like right. He's, he's obviously like, oh, just just go. I'll I'll be there. I'll I gotta get a new one, but I'll be there. they've all they've all been battered, and then he runs up and he's doing like a little dad jog. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then in the scene at the end when they're all fighting uh, Steppenwolf, and he's like in his ship, and he's just he's just absolutely popping parody him in left, right, and center. He's like, he's, oh, not, he's just absolutely do me. He's just on top of he's just on top of the tower, just laying there. <laughs> well, why they Steppenwolf? He is. He's just hanging on. Like, oh my god! Yeah. They did him a bit. They did him a bit. Do you see as well? Do you know a bit at the end, like after they've, you know, after they stop Steppenwolf, and now they're all on top of the, the like the reactor thing. Yeah. Why do they have to make him climbing up look like so awkward? <laughs> like he's like struggling to get up. He's fucking Batman. And he's like, oh, help me, man, help me cut up his bit for you. In BVS, in BVS, he does those, like, there's that, like, montage scene, isn't there, of him doing, like, pull-ups. And he's got, like, yeah. fucking, like, 100 kilos strapped to his leg. He's absolutely he stacked. He can pull himself up a ledge. I did notice more in this, as opposed to BVS, that Ben Affleck in the suit just looks very, like, stiff and uncomfortable. You just can't move in it. Yeah, like at yeah, the end, he's, chunky, he's, he's, on the, he's on the ship. I think it's called, the, like, the Flying Fox or something, but he's on that and everyone else is waiting outside and he's just very robotic and like he can't get up those stairs yeah the thing about Uh, ben affleck is i think he's i think he he is a good batman but the issue with it is for me 
personally, he just hasn't been good enough. He hasn't been given a good enough Batman film to work with and give his like definitive rendition of the character. Mm. Uh, like I can't even, you can't like tell me that Batman for Superman is anywhere near touching the likes of the Dark Knight trilogy, or I even think the trailer for Robert Pattinson's The Batman is better than the entire film of Batman v Superman. He, if if you're going to keep Ben Affleck, well, obviously he's not going to be, but I was looking forward to seeing his, yeah. you know, definitive I'm Batman on my own rendition of the character. To be honest, I thought he would have done really well. How he t- feels similar to the other who played him, but also Holy Man. I think that's what a lot of people look for when a new actor comes to these characters. Yeah, I mean, I I love BVS. I think his take on the character was great. It was so different to what we've seen before. Uh, obviously, it's you know it's not as good as The Dark Knight, but I do think it's better than Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises. Um, but I, yeah, I get what you mean, where he's not ha- being able to give his like definitive stamp on it because his two his two interpretations in these two different movies are drastically different because of what he goes through. So yeah. it would have been nice to get his trilogy and. Yeah, really get a sense of who he is now. Like, um, yeah. I don't think I could watch a whole Batman film on its own simply for the fact that I'd have to stare at that terrible wig that they make J.K. <laughs> Simmons wear. <laughs> Why? He doesn't. No one thinks. No one, you know, likes Jim Gordon because of his hair. He was half most of the time. Leave him bald. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. That really took you out of it. Tell you what, it made me laugh. <laughs> this very serious scene where, you know, they're talking about, you know, whatever they're talking about in the scene. I pissed myself when I saw his hair. <laughs> like, if you're going to give him Wait, air, you... give him air. Don't do him dirty and make it look like he's thinning already. Yeah. Every time I've seen it, I've gone, oh, J.K. Simmons. I've just forgotten he was in it. Yeah. Pointless paying him, really. He was only in for like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Could he use the budget for some of that CGI? Free finishes talking, they all run off. <laughs> Except for the Flash. I don't believe Batman can move that fast either. <clears throat> Not in that suit. <laughs> you just see him like running away at the end of a building, like hitting <laughs> on the corner, just behind the wall. Yeah. I'm imagining. Look away. Look away. <laughs> in that scene, I imagined like the '60s Batman, like. Like, if you could see him, like, do it, like, him shooting, like, his grapple gun and him being, like, away and, like, shooting off and then, like, all the other two, all the others. to go as well. I really liked some of, like, some of the humour in this film, but then I'm really glad they took out, I'm not sure if it was in, in the other Justice League or if it was just in the trailer. Mm. I can't remember, but it always stuck out to me when uh, Aquaman pins Bruce to the wall. You can talk and to then fish. Bruce is like, Arthur Curry, I hear you can talk to fish. I can't remember if that was in the Whedon cut, but yeah, uh, I, that um, was a Zack Snyder shot scene. But he, but then it. they kept, yeah, yeah. Oh, but then they kept the bit when they cut the bit with they kept the bit with the Flash when he's just like, What's your superpower again? And he's like, I'm rich, rich. I, I love that. Yeah, and he I, would, good, but... I would watch a film of just the Flash and Batman. Like a buddy cop movie. And the Flash doing all the work. Yeah. And Batman getting there and everyone's already you know, arrested, tied up with that. <laughs> well, Batman's gonna, he's going to be in the Flash movie, so we'll get some more of that. 
what, Ben Affleck or Michael Keaton? Well, both. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with the DCEU anymore. They've lost complete clarity. It feels like they just need to start. They just need to write it all off and just start again. Yeah, it makes literally no sense. I know they're trying to go down the road now of making it more like uh, a multiverse, so everything is a bit more confusing, and there's different actors playing different characters from different timelines. But it's, if unless they, it just seems like they haven't got a solid plan. No, they, they haven't. Need to, definitely they need not. to lay it out, get a slate together, mm-hmm. and and actually work on the the vision that they want this to be. There needs to be a vision for it to work, and yeah. I just don't think they have it. Uh, they, I mean, had um, all the drama not happened around this movie, then I think they'd be in probably a much better place to do so. But now, because fans really like this one. And they've got something completely different planned out. Um, I mean, there is the whole restore the Snyderverse thing going round. Yeah, and people want the um, idiot cut as well, don't they? Of um, oh god, I, David, they've, they've already said they're that. not doing that. No, and... David Ayer is. <sighs> don't <you> talk about <laughs> David Ayer. I would be interested in seeing the Ayer cut because I, I, I think no doubt it would be better than what we did get. But I would struggle to watch that again. <laughs> Yeah, they, well, yeah, they've shot that down already. Said that that won't be happening, and it seems as though the Snyderverse is done with this movie now. Like, yeah, this is the I end of that trilogy. If, we won't be getting any more. I don't know. It feels like one of those things where they they keep saying, like, I think they said it as like as soon as as recent as yesterday that there's no plans. Yeah. To continue, but if you know Warner Brothers, they bloody love. Bit of, the, bit of the moolah, don't they? I reckon. Yeah. If this does as well as it looks like it's going to do in the long run, mm. they'll they'll be stupid not to because people like will just they'll just buy the, like when you can go to cinemas again, they'll buy that ticket without even thinking. Like I will. I won't even if, think about going to see yeah. Justice League Two. If they, if they make a Justice League Two, I probably will see it just because I'm like curious now. See where <clears> it goes. I think the only way we could possibly get it is it'll be on HBO Max again. And it would be one movie, not two more. No, yeah. So I, th- I think give... that would be if there was a way to get more, that would be the only, only way. Because the hardest You're thing gonna... is getting the actors back. You're gonna watch it in grey as well, Paul. Oh, of course. I'll watch this movie in any format they put it out on. Also, if I think with the, like, the whole restore the Snyderverse thing, I think if you get if you got that man, if they if that man got in a boardroom with the executives of Warner Brothers or HBO Max. He could sell them anything because I truly think Zack Snyder is a better salesman hmm. than he is a film director. I believe you put that man in any boardroom, he is going to sell you any idea that he presents you with. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of his films. I think that's how he get gets them done. He he just seems like he has, he just seems he's so passionate about what he's doing, which I like. I can't commend him enough on, but. Then he's he's sort of lackluster on the film directing side, but amazing on the sort of pitch of what he wants. Because he he does seem to be able to get anything he wants made, uh, like a a sucker punch or the Guardians of a Hool. Who wants a CGI (laughs) film about owls? That movie's not that bad. It kind of feels like he gets sucked into it. Like the way he does things, like yes, he's so passionate about it. It feels like he's on set. He's like, oh, this would be so sick. Oh, we should definitely do this. He's like, "Ah!" like you know, this is amazing. Like, but then afterwards, like, you put it all together and you're just like, what? Like, yeah. that was just a bit. He seems yeah. like a really good guy as well. Yeah, 
I, I so think yeah. more than more than any movie he's ever done. This feels like quintessential Zack Snyder. Like I don't, I didn't feel an ounce of studio interference in this, like I do in most comic book movies. It felt like a true vision, and whether you like that vision or not, that's that's up to you. But it did feel true to what he wanted to do. Um, yeah, and and, yeah, I really respect it on that on that front. I'm glad, like, I'm. I think I'm always on the side of the filmmaker here, and I'm yeah. so glad he got to release. Even if it wasn't the intended vision originally, he got to release a vision of a film where no one interfered with it. It seems, which do come a lot with his shortcomings, because I do think some bits he should have of interference to get rid of some down. things didn't work. But I'm glad. All the fans of the campaign for this film got the film they wanted to see because I do think comic book films should be more in the hands of the fans. They should be more involved in the pro, not the pro- like not each fan be involved in the process, but what they want should be taken on board a lot more. And the studios need to realize that. Yeah. So here I'm always on the side of the filmmaker. If he's, I'm happy that he's happy that he got to make the film he set out to originally do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was a case of the fans being like, oh, we want to see this, we want to see this, we want to see like this in there and this in there. I think it was more a case of Zack Snyder's built up such a trusting fan base of like, we will go, we'll go wherever you want to go with these characters. So just let, just let him tell this story. Because I don't, I don't think studios should look at, you know, fan comments and on Reddit and stuff and like, oh, no, oh they not, want this. Not- Oh, not that, not no. small bits. Because that's, they, that's I mean, when you get Star Wars it, Episode Nine. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, look at it, look at it as a whole. Don't yeah. p- pick out little, you know, some random guy on Reddit's theory about something. Like, yeah. yeah. I just think pay attention more. Yeah. Obviously, they do pay attention, but sometimes studios seem to let it slip over their own greed. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And um, it just, yeah, this just felt so true to what he wanted. Um. So would we want a second movie? Yeah, definitely. I yeah, uh, I'm fine. I mean, if there isn't one. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm happy. I never thought this would come out, so I'm happy that we got this at least. Um, I just think. I just think it'll be never ending. Like, yeah, everyone's saying about store the Snyderverse now, and a year ago it was it was the the Snyder released the Snyder cut. Mm. Like when no one will ever be when happy in in the yeah. world. The world we live in now, everything comes at you so fast. People will never be satisfied until you just keep giving and giving and giving, and they will always take it. Well, that's the thing. Like we've got this, so now, we're like, oh, what else can we get away with? Yeah. Can we get more <laughs> of these? Um, I think that's why they've come out so soon and said no. Like, you got you got this. Be happy with this. Yeah, you finished that trilogy, but no more. We've got our own direction to go in, which. I don't know. To me, it sounds less interesting than what Snyder would have got planned. But um, yeah, I just, I just think that whole I'd watch a whole movie about that nightmare thing. Yeah, I think that's. I really liked how like it was just like a unusual mix of characters and like I did like, like that the way they yeah. set it up. Like the, like you know, Mira mentions that Aquaman is dead. I don't know where Diana is. I assume she might be dead as well. Or you see it earlier in the first nightmare, like flash forward. Oh, do you? You see, you see Diana's funeral. 
Yeah. Like mentioning like, you know, Robin and you know, Harley Quinn's dead. Yeah. Like I think it's a really interesting concept to run with. Like, I'd watch a whole film of that. Because I yeah, never I think... thought I never thought I'd see Jared Leto's Joker and be like, Wow, good job. <laughs> like, yeah, that, was, that was a great like Batman Joker interaction, I thought. I thought it was great. Yeah. I don't I thought the actual setup for it was good and the mix of characters was nice and different, but the actual dialogue, I was like, oh, yeah, it was too long as well. It was too long. Way too long. Ah, well, if you're going to have a teaser like that, it's way too long. Yeah, I, I, have, I, have, I, have well. I am interested. I am interested in that nightmare film, but if I really think about it, I just can't. Obviously, I haven't seen it, but I can't think of how it would work in terms of story. Like, yes, oh my god, it would be it'd be like really cool to watch all these people yeah. in this sort of environment where they can really let loose, but I just can't see a story with how it would work on the big screen or the small screen but um i could see it seems more of a comic book storyline which i do think those sort of storylines do deserve to stay on the pages and i do think they work better in that format i don't know how we could get character development uh like a sense of loss or a sense of emotion even in that sort of setting i don't know it would have to be really good and i don't know if i if Zack snyder could pull that off if <laughs> i'd be studio been involved in it i would be interested to see it um i don't need it i am happy with what we've got but um i think because it would be so different than what what other else like we're getting in superhero movies i'd yeah. just be I, I would be interested to see it no doubt yeah. what if you messed it up and then everyone was like oh hbo max or something <laughs> Completely screwed him over. Let's release three years no. later. Let's release the Snyder cut. He gets the pass for the rest keeps, of his life. Yeah, going, going. He's got, he's got infinite redos. Yeah, so I think yeah, maybe it's a good thing. This is just ending. End it now. I, I, what I found weird was obviously I know like that they just put everything in, but that death struck scene at the end with Lex Luthor. Yeah, and that was obviously leading to the. Batman Solo movie. movie that was cancelled, right? Yeah. Like, I just found that a weird scene, and see, like I said, just seeing Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor made me want to be sick. Because <laughs> I, I can't see Jesse Eisenberg as anything else than this like whiny little like freak of a bloke. So it's trying to seem as like Lex Luthor, who I always see as this like evil genius, you know. Kevin Spacey type. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just that. like, oh, like the way Not Gene Hackman, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Like essential way, Lex Luthor. Like the whole scene, well, he, was yeah, like, he's oh, a... just take it away, just get rid of it, throw him off the boat. I think Eisenberg's, Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, you either love him or you hate him. I I love him. I could I could watch him all day. I think he's absolutely nuts. And yeah, all I thought that. he was great in Batman v Superman. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favourite parts about that movie. No. <laughs> No. And again, I remember. I remember the Lex Luthor in uh, like Smallville being really good, and that's always like that's kind of how I see Lex Luthor. And then seeing Jesse Eisenberg do it, I was like, oh my god, just stick to <laughs> stick case. to your shitty comedy movies and your magic, your dick. <laughs> <laughs> go do go do the Social Network too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just on about Twitter for some reason. Oh, brilliant. 
Yeah, just won't stop talking on the set about his new film, Now You See Me 3. <laughs> yeah. Dumbledore's in it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just go full. Uh, just Dave Franco becoming like a proper wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Movies. <laughs> but, um, oh, can we talk about bloody the flash reversing time and the, the dialogue in that, that scene that is my favorite scene in the movie oh, Listen, my God. biggest issue with that, that fantastic. is at the start he goes oh i don't like to break this rule i don't like to break that rule <laughs> twice in the film yeah and then he almost breaks situations reese he had to he saved the world <sighs> i really like how it really made me laugh that the world basically ended because the flash tripped <laughs> he got yeah. shot in the. <laughs> shot in he the literally gun. tripped. And also, and as soon as it happens, didn't show any of that form of intelligence the whole way through. They were just like mindless <laughs> drones. It was a sharp, and then sharp this one, shooter. And this one was like, oh, hold on, if I shoot just ahead of him, like so this one suddenly was like, it's really not like he did it straight out. away though. I think he. He wouldn't even be able to see him, would he? He was moving so fast. I don't believe he would have hit him. Parademon. He had a blue streak and he had a pop and he got lucky. Parademon was the first choice for American Sniper. <laughs> he had to pull out. <laughs> yeah, he had to do Justice League. He, he hits him. He hits the flash and he's like, film. oh, the boys at all man going to believe this. Maybe he's just a head by Batman. Maybe it's just a flu. He's like, bloody hell, I actually hit him. Anyone see that? All his mates are dead. Yeah, the thing with the... <laughs> Of him speaking in English as well, like him, like Ignacio, he's like yeah. climbing. <laughs> yeah. Boys, I just, I just hit the flash. It's <laughs> yeah. a fucking score, boys. The thing with that, <laughs> that thing with the flash scene, though, I quite liked. I don't know how the world ended; things just blew up. But I quite liked when that happened. I was like, oh, we're going down this route. Like, I was like, oh, we're going down this route. Are we like they, they're going to lose. It's going to be like a. You know, we've seen that often in modern superhero films. They lose, and I thought, I thought if they lost in that and left it there, I thought I think that would be a crazy second. place to leave it, and how yeah. it's gonna all come back together. Mm-hmm. But then they were like, "Oh, the Flash can reverse time," and they're like, oh, "Okay, so we're not doing that." I just thought, I don't know. For me, I just thought it'd be interesting. Maybe if the Flash survived somehow and they all died, but then later in another film, he had to they had to work out with some of the lesser heroes. Well, I, th- I think yeah. the. Flash going back in time and doing all that was it was gonna uh, come into play later. Yeah. Uh, in Justice League three, maybe, which is when we see him in BVS yeah, appear to back. Bruce, and yeah, that was all gonna be a thing. Yeah, um, I, I, like, I love as well, like brilliantly though. It's, uh, I love like Bruce deciphering. He's trying to decipher his dreams and stuff, and like the Flash yeah. telling him stuff. If I was the Flash and I was going back in time, I'd be like, right, listen, Bruce, this is what this is what needs to happen. The world's fucked. Save Lois, yeah. And then I'd explain to him, but like Batman's just like, ah, oh, what does he mean? Why is he so cryptic? What does, it what does he mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's trying to decipher his dreams for the entire for these films. They're, his dreams are clear as day. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I hate about uh, films. Always get dreams wrong, though. They always try and use them as this plot point, but. What, why can't they do like visions instead? They're a little bit less cryptic because like dreams don't work that way. They're, they're I don't never. Know. Yeah, I never remember never my dreams. Clear. I, I never, was, like, I never, I never remember a dream he had two years ago. <laughs> I can. I don't. 
I never saw them as like dreams. I think they were like echoes of the future being like because of when Flash interacted with him from the future. Uh, I think you're reading into that a bit too much, mate. I think he just put it in as a dream. I've read into this movie way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how, like, that. so nuanced and layered. Oh, it's beautiful. One of my favourite bits of this film as well. I love when they do Batman as this, like... So I feel like in The Dark Knight, I've not seen him in a while, but I don't think they really play as much on his, like, how rich he is. Like... And I love what's at the end when... your again? It's flexing. Yeah. When, you see when, how many times uh, he brags about how much money he's got. When Superman's like, how would you get the house back from the bank? He's like, I bought the bank. I love that. Yeah, I just bought the house. house no, just running around, pissing his money away on things he doesn't... Yeah, you're wasting <laughs> You have a satellite? I have six. Yeah, you have six satellites. Yeah. I bought the bank. You don't even have to buy the bank. Just buy the house back. Yeah, you're going to oh, buy the house. Carry on. I, lo- I love the thought of that. Like he's like, "Oh, how much is the house? Oh, it's like three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and how much is the bank? Oh, it's like four hundred million. He's like, oh, it's a steal." <laughs> and then he goes and buys his well. at the end. I don't oh. have a bank. Yet. He probably does. Yeah. He's probably got four already. Yeah. yeah, and his big black building. He's got a bank for all the money he makes from his other banks. Yeah, <laughs> he takes all our money, oh. puts it in our bank. <laughs> I like how he doesn't. I like it in this one how he's not in the mansion, and this is probably like an understatement of what it is. But he's living in that like mad flat. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's got divorced. (laughs) Yeah, because in BBS as well, he like I don't know. I hated this. This really annoyed me. Like I think when he wakes up from one of those dreams, he's just lying next to a. They just it's really throwy. He wakes up just next to a beautiful woman, a faceless. This woman. Yeah. <laughs> now from then on, he's just alone. I'll tell you what, one thing they did better in this than Marvel is his house at the end is like retirement home. It's a lot nicer than Tony Stark's home in Endgame. Yeah. Tony yeah, Stark lives yeah. in this like little shack next to the next to a lake, and Batman's got like this big like big nice house. Like you know, big glass open windows. He beat he beat Iron Man. Oh. That respect. Uh, I prefer the shack. To be honest, I hate all that minimalist design. Nah, no, man. Yeah, he, he had that. He had that. Don't about that was... bat cave underneath as well. I mean, Best part of the film, I guess. <laughs> I really like in these as well is Jeremy Irons, Alfred, because he oh, he's is great. so he's so good. He's, he's so, so catty. Yeah, yeah, he's so catty. I literally, I'm. I was waiting for a scene for Bruce to be like, listen, Alfred, look, I know... <laughs> What's your mouth? That, but I'll... I hate <laughs> yeah, old man. Wind your fucking neck I'm Batman, you... Yeah. I really Imagine him like, turning around and be like, listen here, old man. Their interplay. I thought their like, relationship as Bruce and Alfred was really... It's really good. And, like, rivals the Bale and uh, Michael Caine one. I really no. liked him. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was God, a... There is no... The end of the Dark Knight Rises, when Batman might be dead or he might be alive, when Not Michael Caine is speaking to his grave, that bit is amazing. I, I, I think the film is good, but it's not better than The Dark Knight. But that moment, I think, would make most people cry. Oh, yeah, maybe cry, but I, I, I enjoy their, just their little comments at each other. If I had a dollar for every possibly, you'd be even more insufferable. I just Shit it's... like that, I thought was great. He's just with everyone though, like when he's when he's criticizing how a five thousand year old woman makes tea. 
I didn't think that. I was he's, like, she's so much older than you. <laughs> he's he's just I love it because he's just a bitch and he knows he's a bitch. <laughs> he just, yeah, I think they want. I think with the whole tea thing, they wanted to still show that this man is still a butler and not just building gadgets or fixing yeah. gadgets or the ma- he's 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 not just Batman's man in the chair. Still got he's his also, core responsibilities. Yeah, he's he's still yeah, yeah he's still got his core responsibilities. <laughs> He's making, oh, I had another he's, note. He's well. making tea, but then he's also making gauntlets that can bounce back to Superman's beams. Yeah, which <laughs> nothing was, can. A man ever. of many talents. I was just thinking yeah. about this. This isn't related to Batman or Alfred, but can no one drive in Gotham? Is this like a well-known fact? There are two car crash scenes in this film. Uh-huh. There's a bit with a flash where he has to save our girl. Yeah. Who the fuck drops a burger? <laughs> And you're driving that fast, I think, yeah, I've got time to bend over and pick it up. Oh, why would he want to eat that anyway? That and then there's another car scene on the floor. where, you know... It depends where it was from. Yeah. We, like, cheaply it's kill five, off guys. Cyborg's mum in a, you know, another car crash scene. And I'm like, put some fucking stop signs in Gotham, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's probably the same guy. And also, why does his dad... Dropped his fries. Why does his dad put so ham on him? Like, you know, Cyborg had a lot more bits survived, you know, survived of him than just a bit of his face. So why has he turned so much of him into a robot? I don't think it, that was his dad's fault. I think he just let that mother box do its, do its thing. It's mad. I, I you know, I, he gave me mad villain vibes. I, Cyborg pissed me off in this film. <laughs> so you have, I yeah, really hate it. Like he's a teenager. Oh. Like, oh, I hate you, Dad. You saved my life. <laughs> you just turned him into a monster. Yeah, what, in a world where superheroes exist. If it was like, you I know, love the thought if it was of... like walking around Cardiff looking like it, yeah. He's, <laughs> you know, he's where Superman and Batman and the Flash are things. He's it's got like, no, no dick no. and he's angry about it. All I right. just love the thought that Reese was. Reese looked at like a cyborg's design and thought that that cyborg's dad was there with like a Gokwan, like designing him. Yeah, like, too no, much. You like put too together much. a design, didn't you? For like you know, if yeah. you're making like a robot, you put a design together for it. It just seems like you went a bit too much. Yeah, but I, I think don't think that, that was his. The mother boxes just no. went mental, didn't it? I don't think. I don't think it was like, anything to do, do with the dad. Do you want us to give him? A metal chin? Is that too much? Oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, metal, <laughs> metal chin will be fine. fine. Metal chin will be fine. Yeah. Also, it gives that woman far too much money as well. That's suspicious. Uh, I really oh, dislike that scene. She's definitely I getting investigated by someone after getting that much money. I love I just, it. Yeah, I just didn't like that he has to go into his own mind and there's his own, like, it's got his own weird realm, like, I, with that the boar and the is it a bear crashing into each other? Like it's such it was, a. It's like, it's like as going to like, yeah, whatever it is. It was two a bull and a bear, smashing, yeah. Yeah, okay, two yeah. animals smashing together. That's such a Zack Snyder. Like I said, he's a sledgehammer. So <laughs> how can I make? How can I make this man? This man use his alien technology mind? Oh, I'm gonna have a bull and a bear, and they're just gonna smash into each other, and then I'm gonna have like a little panel, and he's gonna watch a underprivileged sad family and he's just gonna like give them money i don't know it's, i i know they were trying to show what he can do with his powers but i just think that that scene didn't work for me he was trying to pull at like your heartstrings he was trying to make you sympathize with cyborg was basically trying to say this guy is a good guy he's giving money to a poor family so that must mean he's a good guy 
Yeah, but then I, later I, on, it's like talking to me. When we're it's talking like, to Wonder Woman later on, it's like, oh, the world's in danger. It's like, oh, fuck the world. Yeah. Yeah, but you just helped the woman 20 minutes ago. You, you, you can't, like, oh, I hate everyone. I help this woman imagine, you don't know. Imagine going to the bank to get out, like, 20 quid, and then you got got 100 grand, and you turn around, there's a cyborg behind you. Yeah, you're <laughs> not like, Did you just like, assume it was him? Like, oh, hmm? Thanks. Are you just assuming it's thanks. him? Thanks. Oh, cheers. Thanks, cyborg. I'm surprised. That, I'm surprised the little trick wasn't like, yeah, that was me, and then run off. <laughs> I thought not fly, sc- scuttle off. Yeah. In the um, in the cut, we get no no cyborg backstory, no origin, no real connection to his dad or his mum. Um, he was he was really just a plot point. Yeah, I think they should have had the solo films first. To be honest. I was going to bring that up. Built, I don't. I don't think that would have worked. No, because the characters are interested enough to warrant <laughs> so, so and go and to see a whole film on them. Pretty much is why. So I, they have to be joined in. I thought their, like their origins and how they become heroes was so pertinent to this story that I don't think building them up in solo movies first would have worked like it did with Marvel. I think it was so crucial to this this movie. That it had to be, had to be here. I was just a bit gutted because when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of Teen Titans, and Cyborg was my favorite character, right? Right. And I used to hate the Flash. I didn't used to like the Flash as a kid. I was like, oh, he just runs really fast. How boring. But then, like, <laughs> watch this film, and it just flips on his head. I love the Flash, and I'm like, Cyborg, go away. Do literally anything else than what you're doing right now. Okay, in the, in the Teen Titans thing, he's got much more personality. Yeah, He's got like and, a lot of, like... and it starts to creep in in this film. And then they go, no, 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 let's pull it back. Let's oh, have him yeah. this. Yeah, but they tried yeah, doing that. Like, this piece of cardboard on a screen. like They tried making him funny and thing, and it just didn't work. It really just... Maybe because of the dialogue they did give him, it didn't work, but... I think it's because Ray Fisher's not forced. good. I, I thought he's great in this. Not... I, I, I need to see him in something yeah. else, but I just don't... Don't think he was good in this. Well, I don't think we're going to see him as Cyborg again. And his face scares me as well. He's got a weird face. It's yeah, really personal. That might be why. Sorry, it's like weirdly smooth. It's like, it's, it's too smooth. He's I don't trust too, it. Probably, he's probably <laughs> too smooth. No, it looks like, don't like you make an AI in a film. And like, you know, they've got like this, like, just perfectly smooth face. He looked like that. Well, <laughs> then he can play an like... AI in another film. <laughs> <laughs> That's just just like I don't like I don't like Ray Fisher because it's clear that he exfoliates and moisturizes. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Look like a human being. <laughs> yeah, I I don't like Cyborg because he's got too good a skincare routine. If his if his one bit of face was just covered in acne, I'd have loved him. <laughs> but <laughs> what if? What if if the if the scene was like Cyborg was like I'm always dressed, but I do have this pimple and it's it is fit yeah, to me, burst. He's like he's like hold on hold on. D- Diana, do you have any Bure strips? I've got all these spots <laughs> on my face. Talking about um, weird faces, there's oh, just no weird Superman upper lip in this. It's gone entirely. And watching this, I was like, why did they need to reshoot any Superman scenes at all? Yeah, I was thinking that. He's in it just as much. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the changes from the... like which Joss Whedon made in the original. I look at them now and they just seem like he was very, it just seemed like bitter 
and petty yeah. what he was yeah. doing to the film. It seemed like he had like was he a... trying intentionally trying to fuck it up. Yeah, like he like I know there's a lot of like controversies coming out of, about him recently. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it just seemed like a really bitter way to take over someone, take over from someone who's obviously experiencing a lot of bad tragedy. things in their life. Yeah. yeah, a lot of tragedy in their life. Uh, yeah. It just seemed like he, yeah. he almost didn't care. Like, why yeah, take so, the film on then? Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, so there's no weird Superman lip plaguing the movie. There's there's no weird extra dialogue about brunch from Flash. None of that. No weird wigs. Or maybe Ben Affleck's wig was a bit weird at points. Um, and then well, just made, no made, random he, Russian he made the Flash. Oh, that was the worst. Just none of it. He made the Flash as well. In in his cut, he made the Flash just a real pussy. (laughs) Like like uh, Flash trips now and again in this. I I remember that's all he did in the other movie. I just remember him. in the other one, in in the other one, he never wanted to fight because he's never fought anyone before. But in this one, he just gets stuck in, and like yeah, he's clumsy, which is still funny. And I thought it was like endearing to his character. It wasn't. Like, you know, it was. It teenager. wasn't played off so much as the "ooh, what a doof" as it was in the yeah. twenty seventeen one, which it just annoyed yeah. me. He was, if, a, he was that, very annoying in that movie. I thought he was very good here. If, if that uh, reversing time scene was in the Whedon cut, instead yeah. of him being like shot at, he would have had him slipping on a fucking banana peel. Apparently, the of Chernobyl. <laughs> There would yeah. be a little sound effect as well, like a whoop, yeah. whoop. Yeah, they would do like a they do like a wily e. coyote thing, and like you know, paint a road on a wall, and he would just run straight <laughs> into it. <laughs> um, but like his best scene for me in this was when they go. I can't remember what they do. I think it's when Cyborg's dad gets like captured with all those other people, and then that all that debris starts falling, and he like catches it all. That was good. I thought that was sick. That was like his best scene for me. Yeah, his oh, best he... scene. It, it, nothing to do with any sort of character development, any oh, dialogue with a character. His, he just did his something. His best cool. scene was where he was talking to his dad in his head at the end, reversing time. It was, I think that's one of the best yeah. comic book movie moments I've ever seen. I thought, no, I thought, I just thought, it's not good. I just thought the dialogue was really weird. Like, I loved it. I have this vision in my head of like, it was just really cheesy, and I had this vision of like, like it wouldn't have looked out of place if Batman did like a, uh, you know, like in Rogue One, Saw Guerrero when he's like, "Save the dream." <laughs> like if I saw him shout that, I would have been like, "That that is tone appropriate, that fair," because <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> like, like I really liked the scene of him reversing time. I just feel like they could have. There could have been some other different in a monologue. I just didn't. I don't know. It felt really cheesy. I I didn't mind that. I, like cheesy sometimes works for me. Like what if I, I never saw it cheesy. Yeah, it so sometimes work. I, sometimes yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it felt it felt cheesy. But I I don't know. For me, it just didn't. It just made me kind of go like. Mm. What if it turns out that the Flash's so dad actually did kill his mum. <laughs> the Flash would get it, wouldn't he? He's been his entire life. His dad actually just killed his mother. Those scenes as well yeah, were brilliant. Yeah. Uh, in the in jail when he's seen his dad, I thought they were really nice. And yeah, it's a shame. it just sets up what's getting paid off later with their relationship well, and 
fulfilling his potential. He's, he's dropped out of the Flash movie. Yes, hasn't he? he's got he's got scheduling conflicts with um the morning show. Uh, um, but they they have cast Flash's mum. Cast his brother. Yeah, so I are they retconning that she's died, or is it going to be a time travel situation? Well, I think in the comics. I think in the comics here. Yeah. It's is it is it all about trying to save his mum? Yeah, I think um, in the comics no. he realizes he can go back in time and he goes to save yeah. his mum, and then, and then he it, comes back and like his family are normal, but then like shit is just wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, time that never goes well, does it? No, no. It's a real shame because it's a super handy power. Yeah, so that's that's my favorite scene. Um, by far, I think, and when it leads into um, Cyborg inside the mother boxes, so conf- confronting himself, and uh, he, fi- he he finally accepts himself. Uh, I'm not broken, and I'm not alone. And I thought all that together was just such an onslaught of emotion. It really, it that really I got thought, me. I thought one of the best like emotional payoffs was his dad's death. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they put in the trailer. It was, yeah, it was the was biggest annoying. emotional payoff in the entire film for me, and it made sense that it happened. Mm. But why did they put it in the trailer? I just don't understand. And also, when the mother box drops on the car, and yeah. then Steppenwolf turns up, and there's this, he's like a huge, hulking, metal, spiky alien. Yeah. It's a nitpick, but I, I don't think he would. his dad would think of taking that box. I don't think in that situation a human seeing that would be like, would act at that fact. I know it's... Oh, it's no, I think because he's, film. I, he's very aware of what it is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he's never seen that. He's never seen a big, spiky alien. Oh, yeah, but he he took the box before Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf turned up. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's it, just, in uh, the weeding cut, about... when it lands on the car, they just leave it on the car. Oh, yeah, and Steppenwolf that, comes, that is. comes this, by this... and just takes it. Like, yeah, Ooh. this one does make more well, sense. He does see because he gets abducted by Steppenwolf at the beginning. Yeah, but when he's when he like Steppenwolf isn't there in the scene when he takes the mother box. Yeah, I just thought yeah, he uh, wouldn't yeah. act like, that fast. To be honest, I don't know. I thought he, he he's got a good good head on his shoulders. I thought he would have. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, well, I, that really didn't bother me. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, does everyone have a favorite scene? We've we've gone through mine, but um, Jack, what's yours? Um, I don't know if it's like a favorite scene. I just, I really liked how much better the third act of the film was. Yeah, it was. It was just so much. I thought the whole. It just looked better. It felt better, and there was no stupid Chernobyl family. Yeah, tonally, this is just so much more consistent than the twenty. Yeah, than the twenty seventeen. Yeah. But you can't, even though I can't deny for myself that that no matter how consistent that tone is, I can't lie to myself and say that I didn't find it boring. Okay. I guess that I think, that's how you like that. All depends on how you actually feel about Snyder and his movies. Yeah, I that's guess. true. If, yeah. You, if you're in, you're in. If you're not, this won't be the one to win you over. I suppose. Yeah, I did. I think if I was going to pick like a favorite scene, and and it's not my favorite scene because I thought it was, like I agree with Calvin about this scene. It just doesn't feel natural when they all confront Superman and he just starts fighting them. 
Yeah, that but, like, did feel... I did enjoy segments of it, like mm. the Flash running to like, save them all and Superman turns his head and I just love Barry's face when he realises yeah. that how quick he is. Yeah. And then the bit when Diana goes to like batter him and then the Flash runs past and he moves and then the Flash just goes straight into Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just all clumsy and like, yeah, I didn't feel like the scene fit, but I enjoyed watching it, even though no, it felt like misplaced. In in either cut of the movie, that scene does feel like, okay, we need an action beat, so let's have them. Let's yeah. have them fight Superman. Like it, yeah. In in both versions, it felt better here. Um, it felt less jokey here because the in the Whedon cut, there's the whole pet cemetery thing that the Flash keeps going on about, and it just. Felt too jokey and the jokes weren't landing, but this um, it does feel you know um, contrived, but it was a lot better. Calvin, what was your favorite scene? Um, I think I'm gonna go with Cyborg's dad's death. Okay, I thought it was the only real time I felt any sort of emotional payoff mm-hmm. throughout the film, and I do think. I do agree with Reese on some parts of Ray Fisher's acting was still a bit so-so, but I think here in this scene is where he projected the most emotion. And that's it was the only scene in the film that tried to deal with emotion that seemed believable to me. I didn't. I, the other one would be the Lois Lane and Martha one. I thought Lois Lane was used in this film as just sort of there to grieve. She did get a little bit of a role later. But then it was just ruined for me by it being Martian Manhunter. So I think I'm going to yeah. go with Cyborg's dad dying because I think that is something that any audience member can sort of sympathise with, you know, losing a parent or something or fear of losing something like that in your life. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'll go with that scene. I think that's really, like, their connection was so um, elaborated on in this version as well because we, we just got none of it in the other one. Yeah. Um, my I think my favourite bit between the two um was when the League walk into um Star Labs to um resurrect Superman and they just they shared just a, a subtle look at each other of because um his dad's trying to call it in as a false alarm and everything and then he's, he 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 trusts him and he's fine he's like, Oh, okay. you've got this. I uh Yeah. I, I wouldn't really say like it's that. a subtle look, though. It was quite a big stare down. <laughs> yeah, don't they, like, nod at each other as well? They nod, but there's no words. It's just a look and a nod. Yeah, no just, words. He just whispers under his breath. He's like, look at me, I'm with Batman. No, <laughs> no words works for a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> his words, it usually messes it up. Oh, uh, Reese. I'm not going to lie. When you started asking this question, I was like, do I remember any scene? <laughs> Have any has any scenes stuck with me enough for me to be like that was my favourite? Um, I can't I can't wait to hear all our ratings. <laughs> I I just I liked the epilogue. Other than you know the bit with the Martian Man and that seemed a bit tacked on. I liked the post-apocalyptic. You know the kind of oh my god we've lost. Idea. Yeah. So I, he caught me off guard because when they were like, "Be quiet, he'll hear you," and they're like, "Oh, let him come." I was like, "Oh, that's just, that's just uh, dark side," you know. So when Superman rocked up, I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Yeah. So yeah, and I, I did like the whole kind of like, 
last fight scene because I'm a, I'm a sucker for a fight scene. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things where it made me laugh because Aquaman in this whole film seems like he's just there to be like, this is stupid. <laughs> Everything we're doing is stupid. Because he does. Every time they make a plan, he's like, well, this is fucking stupid. And yeah. there's that <laughs> one bit where something happens, I think like the cyborg catch him or something. And yeah. he just goes, he just goes, yeah, buddy. No, like, oh, Aquaman's having fun now. Let's go. Don't ruin his best line in the movie. Yeah, my no, man. That, that, yeah, my man. <laughs> they, uh, they toned that down. Um, they changed that, slightly tweaked it from the other version as well. It worked so much better here. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I just, I, just, I like that I like bit because it's like, yeah, Aquaman's having a bit of fun now. He's not just this miserable, you know, just... Like, it, sometimes it kind of felt like, why are you there? Aquaman, because it just feels like, just feels like Willem Dafoe give him a bit of a telling off, <laughs> and I was like, he's like, fine, I'll go and help them, and it's like, it was nice to see him having some fun. I think, I think Calvin said it the other day, but it was like, you know, he's just a, he's a bad boy, isn't he? In this Aquaman, he's just, yeah, that's they try and make him interesting that he's like, you know, this badass like, I, I that, that was the that was like the the face of Aquaman. He's badass. He's pointing out how dumb this is, but then he does get a really nice moment with Flash later when he says, "Um, I thought he didn't care because he's he's talking about Cyborg going up against the mother boxes." He's like, "I know, I never said that," and I thought that was a really, a really nice beat that we just didn't get in the other movie. Oh, the, yeah, there I is like... some continuity issues between this and Aquaman. Oh, so, like the whole they yes. they because they hadn't figured out how to do the underwater speaking yet, so we've got all the fucking yeah. stupid air bubbles again. Mira's British. <laughs> yeah. She says the word bastard in the weirdest way I've ever heard bastard. it pronounced. Bastard. Like, yeah, oh, was, that, was, was that King Atlan's trident as well? Was that the real one or was that a statue? Because that confused me. Uh, I think that was just a statue. Oh, because the whole Aquaman film was trying to find that. And it's like, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Just, you oh, beat ah. <laughs> got he lost it. Like, like Darkseid, he's got a terrible memory. Of where he's placed things. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we talk yeah. about that? Um, I mean, I, I suppose there is um, an explanation for it. Um, but obviously, so Darkseid comes to Earth. Um, what was it? Like, how many thousands of years ago? Million. In the Age of Heroes. And, yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> clear. Um, Somewhere in between so a he, couple he, and a million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uncovers the um, the anti-life equation. Sort of this. Um, it's like the code for controlling sentient life. What a shit name for yeah, a Yeah, he's a mathematician now, is he? Yeah, yeah. So he, he uncovers that. He gets beaten, um, snapped right through the collarbone, taken away. And then we find out later from Steppenwolf, anti-life is, is here. And we're like, I thought we... Yeah, we know that, don't we? Yeah, he's and, forgotten. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. He just... Did he, did he forget where he left all those mother boxes and found the one thing he really wants i there probably is an explanation for it it wasn't made clear in this at all <laughs> might be one of those things like he's conquered so many places and it's taken him fucking absolutely no time at all like they didn't even they didn't even like yeah register it as a you know well that why yeah do that i need was, to remember this place because i'm gonna it's like when you it. think about it's I, like when you put myself. something when you put something in a safe place because like oh, i'll remember it there then that safe place is too safe so you don't remember where it is? We, we've all been dark yeah. side. 
So when you put yeah, your passport somewhere, like I'll put it there, keep it safe. Dark side. And then you just I was like dark side it. yesterday with my keys. Yeah. <laughs> so we you put your glasses on your head, again. and then you're like, oh, where are my glasses? Yeah. Yeah. They're on your head, dark side. Oh. Yeah, dark dark side. It's like, where's my charger? <laughs> is that how we're supposed <laughs> to see? Got an iPhone charger? Is it on Earth as well? That'll be Every, how everything is on Earth. Make... Yeah, they're just trying to make dark side relatable. <laughs> yeah, it it worked. It worked. Um. Oh, the thing I didn't about that. I forgot. The, the thing about this is just this isn't like a, a real gripe. It's just like the anti-life equation. I didn't feel was explained very well because like I'm not a big DC person. Like my yeah. my knowledge extends to Batman. Mm. So like I think for the casual DC fan who who isn't big into the comics, I was just like, I remember turning to Calvin and I was like, what is that? I have absolutely no idea what that is. Yeah, it's basically it's just a, a a formula, I suppose, that um grants the the wielder um control over all sentient life, and that's how he gets Superman. So where do you found it before? Sure. Well, yeah. So he comes to Earth and he he finds it um before that big battle happens, so and then he gets me, beaten. He knows this formula. He has seen this formula. He might not have worked it out. Yeah, I don't think he's worked it out. I was going to say, because otherwise, he doesn't need to come back to Earth. He can just fucking <laughs> remember it and do it again. Right on a chalkboard. Yeah, he didn't do the homework. Probably that would have been elaborated on and explained in a in the second movie. Um, I, I love, this I love how he finds it. it. I love how Stephen will find it during a fit. Yeah. He's just like, fuck! And he hits the ground. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I've landed oh, it. That's where it he should have just gone out to his ship and just taken a picture from the bird's eye. Like, bang, yeah. there we go. Yeah, there it is. Airdrop that to the dark side if he can with find his, his bloody yeah. phone. With his, little, with his little crab claw thing. Yeah, throw that up. Seems to be good at images. Mm. Yeah. Also, I like how Cyborg's dad gives him this really, like... He gives him one of the, the, the mother boxes, doesn't he? And... Oh, yeah. But he has it at the start, doesn't he? Uh-huh. And he's like, oh... I know a really safe place for this alien technology. I'll put I'll put it in my closet <laughs> where I keep my coats and my shoes. Well, I, I don't a... think I don't think he fully understood what it was. And then later on, he just buries it where his body was, and it's like, yeah, what, right. What is us with humans and burying these ancient because we can't do it. Of destruction just because we can't do anything else. Around. Yeah, can't we can't put them anywhere else. Also, no, dig a bit deeper. The bit where they show the flashback and like the humans are bearing it. Yeah. Like like the way they're looking at each other, like you know, when they're getting ready to bury it, that gave me very like Lord of the Rings vibe where he's like, we're like throwing the oh, throwing yeah. the volcano. And he's like, no. Like I expected to be yeah. like, no, nah, we're gonna use this and just take it out. Because the way they were looking at each other was like, Shall we shall we take it? Should we take it with us? Use it? And then they just bury it. And I'm like, you didn't need all that staring at each other, just Fucking very yeah. It's just so. so I got the I got the same so vibes. close to the ground. It was ridiculous. Yeah. No, someone with a metal detector come along and find that. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I, I, that is how they found it. How the Nazis found it. Could trip yeah. over that on your morning walk. Yeah, one of the one of the guys just he took it into the woods and just like put it behind a tree and they were like, oh come on man, we we got to we got to do a bit better than that. So they dug a two feet so, into the ground. The some it leaves on it. Yeah, like, that'd be fine. <laughs> Have you seen what these things can do, man? Yeah. Um, do we have a worst scene? Oh. I'm, go- I'm um, going to go with the... I'm 
we'll go with the like the f- fine uh, the finale of the epilogue. Just the, <laughs> the nightmare scene and the Martian Manhunter scene for me didn't work. I'd say the Mar- the Martian Manhunter scene where his mum just turns into him. I was like, what was yeah. the point of that? Because, uh, yeah, because that was a conversation that I could fully believe Martha just having with Lois. I don't know why he had to think, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. And imagine when I Diane Lane and Amy Adams filmed it, they weren't aware that he was gonna, she was going to turn into an alien. Yeah. Because they never told her. She watched the film and she was she like... She probably watched it like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know when, when Lois and Superman go to their house? Yeah. And like Lois is probably like, oh, Martha, I haven't seen you in over a week. She's like... What? <laughs> we had that really nice conversation Wait, last week. No. <laughs> yeah, you know when you told me that like I'm just important to humanity as as what? No, that was me. Also, it's the Martian Manhunter's got his real name, is he? It's John Johns. So John why Jones. the fuck does he introduce himself as the Martian Manhunter, the Batman? He says he goes, he by, he goes by many names. Yeah, yeah but then, but then he turns around and goes, oh, some people call me the Martian Manhunter. I'm like, do people call you that? Or do you call yourself a... We said that when it ended. It was like, he's just trying to give himself a cool like, name. It's like that bit in, you know, Marvel where he's like, oh, I'm Doctor Strange. And Spider-Man's like, oh, we're using our fake names. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know, Superman's, you know, not rocking up to everyone, you know, in his normal clothes, being like, oh, yeah, they call me Superman. Probably just thought it was a really sick name. And he was like, now's the time. No one here knows me. Yeah, but I'm like, finally going to get that nickname. Okay. Yeah. Basically, was his reaction anyway. Also, if someone introduced himself to me as the Martian Manhunter, I'd be like, don't you on my side, mate. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you're a threat to me. (laughs) Oh. You're going to... Yeah. Sorry, John, was it? Um, You realise I'm a man. A man. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to hunt me down? Yeah. You're going to have to put you through some kind of trial. Hard pass on that one, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Calvin and Reese. Go join Dark Side. Got worse scenes. Um, um, I'll let you go first, Calvin, because again, uh, I need to think. Yeah, I need to think a bit as well. Probably uh, any scene with Cyborg in it. No, it's the scene. <laughs> it's the scene. Let's get dressed. Because that already annoyed me. Because, like, do they think that every time is Diana like, oh, gotta get into my costume? Like, and then. That was bad enough. And then him going, I'm always dressed. That that for me is on par with um not me shorty, I'm beautiful. <laughs> Suicide Squad as a line that is just so stupid, but will probably live with me till the day I die. <laughs> I'm always dressed. I'm always got dressed. One uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the scene where Superman comes back to life. I didn't like it in the original. I still don't like it now. I, I just, it, like I said earlier about the whole Superman thing, I just don't understand it. It doesn't work for the character. I understand that, oh yeah, his, he might have lost some memory or something, but I still don't think he would, I still don't think he would attack. I don't think that's how memory loss works. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, that scene just doesn't work for me. It's like they're trying to make him like, because they're trying to show, oh, later on, he's going to be like this, but worse, and they're going to pit him against him again. Yeah. And that's all it serves. It doesn't It doesn't make sense for the character. Yeah, I think that's my worst scene. I understand that a lot of people like it, but if it didn't work for me in the original, even with the context it's in now, it's mostly the same context, actually. Yeah, it still doesn't work. I thought I think it, it was annoying it was as well, because, like... Set up a bit better. That was like, I was covering this, because, like, he snaps out of it as well really quickly. 
Well, I thought that was Lois Lane's like. Yeah, how important Lois is to. It just seems like that cheesy, like, oh, true love will set you free. And it's like, he wouldn't immediately be like, plus, if I was her, I wouldn't be running in there. I've just seen him, you know, throw fucking cars around and flatten a bunch of superheroes. I won't be sprinting in there. Look okay, how much I love the guy. Lasers <laughs> it by accident. I'd be like, I'm going to let them deal with this. Just finish my coffee. Yeah, he's gonna pa- my yeah. press pass right. isn't going to stop him from cutting me in half. He's going to punch my arm off. <laughs> right, so I think we've talked about this movie for long enough now. Um, let's final thoughts and um, final thoughts on a rating. Uh, we'll go. We'll go with Reese because I suspect he's going to be the lowest out of us. Um, I was going to give it a five because a mediocre film deserves a mediocre score. But talking about it, <laughs> made me so annoyed. I was going to say, if we made it better or worse for no, it, I'm going to downgrade it to a four. A four. Four out of ten. Oh, the listeners, it gets a four out of ten. Jack. Um. Overall, I thought it was it was a dramatic, vast improvement over the original. I'm really happy he got to make it, especially after like suffering like a personal tragedy, and then Mm. the studio just fucking him over, basically. Um, I think it shows. Context is obviously a lot when it comes to a film, but it's not everything because there were still some flaws. There were still some choices that I didn't agree with, but overall I did really enjoy it. I I just wanted that mind I didn't get really. Okay. I did like, I thought it was like really good, but I I wanted something, all the hype around it. I was like, I want to come away being like, fuck, that was mad. But like, it is basically still the same story. Um, I'd probably give it. I'm gonna uh, torn, <laughs> torn between I don't between seven and a half and an eight. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go for eight. Hey, okay. Yeah. That's so I great. did. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I did really enjoy the film. There are some bits that I would, you know, if if, if anyone ever wants the Austin cut. maybe i'll I'll chop out 15 minutes but yeah no i thought it was overall it was good and it was a vast improvement so yeah eight calvin um yeah obviously it is a vast improvement on the original if it wasn't we would have a really big problem on our hands (laughs) zach knight would ever work again yeah uh but yeah like again i'm really glad that he got to make the film he wanted fans got the film they campaigned for I'm happy if they really love this film and I'm happy they got it. You know, I'm not against it existing mm. in the world. Like I'm happy that a lot of people are happy. Um, but do I think it justifies a four hour runtime where you're obviously going to have more character development? Cause if you did it in four hours, what the hell were you doing? Yeah. Um, I really don't think it is a good enough film to justify four hours of anyone's time. If you need that runtime, the film is got to be great. Great to the point where at least 85% of your audience agree with it being that great. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a quite a fair score of 6.5 out of 10. 
because I do think at the, first, the original I would have struggled to give one and a half a two yeah, out of yeah. ten hated it so much so I would say that's quite high praise considering I'm factoring in his vision um, the execution and how well it's actually contextualised and it makes sense but I can't get around the fact that the characters are um, emotionally stagnant the dialogue is wooden and I would be lying to myself if I didn't say I was bored through some of it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think it was obvious that I love this more than the rest of us. You can't um, give it an 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, for me, it just it worked on pretty much every level. I love the action, but like I guess now as I'm getting older, though, those action beats aren't what makes... A superhero movie for me. I want the I want the smaller moments. I want I want to let these characters breathe. Um, and I think this, obviously, because it is four hours, we do get more time for that. And um, I I love Snyder's view of these characters as like these these gods who is trying to he is trying to humanize. And if that that works for some, that doesn't work for others. Uh, that's fine. I think it established such a like a rich mythology and made this gave this film a scope and a scale that we haven't seen in a superhero movie before. Like I, I, I think it's, um, you can't compare it to anything else in the genre. Um, I think it is, Calvin might hate me saying this, but it is more akin to something like Lord of the Rings <laughs> in that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, the majority of it worked for me. Um, I didn't like, the nightmare scene at the end, I thought the tacked on and the dialogue was a bit stilted. Um, and the Martian Manhunter stuff just felt added in for no real reason other than set up for a film we will probably never get. Um, all that said, though, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with a 9 out of 10. I'm going to 9. I, I, want, I, want, I want the viewers to know that as soon as you said it was akin to Lord of the Rings, Calvin's head fell in went, his hands. Went back in his chair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he gagged behind his own hands. Calvin may leave the podcast was, after this. Wait, he may he'll, he'll turn never, his back on us. <laughs> Thanks as always for listening, guys. If you're watching this on YouTube, please tell us down in the comments what you thought of the Snyder Cut, or you can tweet us at Keeping It Real UK. From our Twitter, you can find links to our Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. We'd really appreciate it if you could like, subscribe, and rate on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Next week will be a little different with no big releases out. We are leaving the topic up to you guys. We'll be putting out a poll on our Twitter sometime this week, and you guys can decide what we talk about for the next episode. Have a great week, and we'll see you real soon. <laughs>